It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race fans. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. On Sunday, we saw another new driver pick up a win. And this is a first-time driver and a first-time team picking up a win at the Circuit of the Americas. Dirk, are you sticking with the Circus of the Americas, or are you maybe leaning a little closer to back to the original name of Circuit of the Americas? No, it's Circus of the Americas. And uh, just to clarify what you just said, Ross Chastain is not a first-time driver. First-time Cup Series winner. Excuse me. Okay, there you go. That he is. That, that- he is. And uh, kind of a long time coming. He's been right there a couple times. But uh, there's many more wins in that young man's future. Yeah. And uh, dang it, uh, uh, James is going to blast me for this because he sent me a message last week. When we were talking about being on the Ross Chastain bandwagon. And he I think he said something to the, the effects of, I can't believe you never said that you're on the Chastain train. And that's exactly what we are. We've been big fans of Ross Chastain for quite a while. Uh, I think you got to, we, we got to talk to him together at uh, Iowa Speedway one time, right? Um, I wasn't at the Iowa Speedway interview, but I have talked to him two different times at Kansas Speedway. Okay. And yeah, one was the, the day after he won the truck race. That's where he right. had the big wiggle. And I asked him, you know, did you practice that save on PlayStation? He said, no, I just hit reset. <laughs> Uh, we'll get more into the circuit of the Americas coming up here in just a little bit, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was, uh, it seemed, you know, again, I, I, I have the disadvantage of watching the video uh, from afar at the library pub while bartending looked like it was a pretty interesting race in a, in a, a competitive race. But then I went back and watched the highlights on YouTube and it seemed to be, here's a little bit at the beginning. And then here's the way the race ended that, was the middle really not that appealing outside of the stage cautions there was not a caution until the third stage wow i mean there was a few things but again on the road course is over three miles long if you spin out you know you collect yourself and get going i mean suarez took the lead right at the beginning uh and led all 15 laps of the first stage um there was a whole ton of pit strategy going on because of the way the um, the stages were 15, were they 15, 15, and 38, I think. And so a whole bunch of guys <clears throat> from maybe 10th or 12th on back peeled off with two or three laps, four laps to go in that first stage and uh, did their pit stops. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Daniel Suarez went ahead and got a stage win, his second one of the year. He just, they wanted to keep, stay up front. And then when they did their pit stop, obviously they lost track position, which came back to haunt him right at the start, the first, you know, 300 yards of the, after the restart for the second stage, he got knocked and spun around and uh, got a tire cut down and had to limp his way around at one point. It was about, uh, if I remember right, it was about a minute and a half a lap. And he was down like a minute and 10 seconds. Wow. And uh, just never really recovered. He did get back up into the top 10, but the way the pit cycles and stuff went, and then he got knocked out 
you know, knocked off the track another time. And mm -hmm. um, then he made a pit stop right before the uh, overtime. So he was starting like 33rd or something in the overtime and got up to 24th, even though he had fresh tires. But that uh, there must have been an issue there where he got knocked off the track that last time that, you know, maybe he cut a tire down or something. They never really said. Yeah, but, I. Uh, I uh, I went on a le on a bit of a limb there and took Daniel Suarez for uh for Sunday's race in in the uh, Rick Havenridge Pickham's contest fantasy and I was uh, pretty excited about my uh, thoughts there at the beginning or at the end of stage number one and then I watched the start of stage two and I thought well, okay back to form for last year. Yep. <laughs> um, and everybody that I'm sure there were a handful of people that took AJ Allmendinger after winning the Xfinity race. Mm -hmm. And then you came down and I think he ended up with a 30 some odd place finish, you know, the last corner 30, did him in, you know, so you, you thought you were going to have a real good day with him. And yeah. Um, let's, yeah, you know it was, what? It was that, race. that's pretty much it. Let's talk about the, that last couple of laps or that last, actually the last lap. Give me your thoughts on that whole AJ Allmendinger, Alex Bowman, and Ross Chastain battle for the last lap. They did exactly what they get paid to do. They all tried to win the race. Do you think Ross was dirty at all in what he did? Nope. I don't, I don't think AJ was dirty. I don't think Bowman. Yeah, he was just kind of there trying to take advantage of the situation in the truck race on uh, on Saturday. Um, oh, who was driving? Uh, Zane Smith was driving the thirty eight. And he was running fourth, and the top three got together. The top three was Bowman, Kyle Busch, and uh, the 52 truck, guy from the Northeast. Oh, I can't even think of his name right now. Anyway, that's they all got together. Stuart Friesen. Stuart Friesen. There you go. They all got together, the three of them, and uh, washed out with Kyle Busch in the lead. The other two tried to undercut him, and the first guy hit the second guy, hit the third guy. And none of them got to turn and Gilliland was several truck links back and just scooted by them all and went on for the win. Gilliland? Or not Gilliland. Um, old Gilliland truck Zane with Zane Smith. Smith in the 38. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, that was the battle. Honestly, you know, we talk about it all the time. That's the kind of battle you expect to see out of your, your cup series drivers. If you got an opportunity to move somebody, you better damn well move them and not settle for second place. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, you know, the guys were racing to win. Yeah, and I, I'm tickled to death to see Ross Chastain win. I, I, You know, we talked about it a little bit. I think he deserves it. He's a, an incredibly talented driver. And, I mean, Trackhouse, uh, they were a part of the sport last year, I think, part-time. This is their first full-time season? Uh, yeah, I do believe it is their first full-time season. I think they ran like a dozen races or something last year. That's also the... Uh, I mean, Justin Marks has been around the sport a long, long, long yeah, yeah, yeah. time. He's just been in the sport for a very long time and been a contributor for a long time. And and uh, good to see him getting some success out of this. Yeah. And uh, that also happens to be the team that Pitbull's in on, mm -hmm. the investor with. So, you know, he'll probably come out with a new new song all about winning the first race type thing. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. we, we talk about it so much that – you know, when you're a new team to this sport, it takes a couple of years to get your footing. And, you know, if we were talking about these guys, you know, not really having a good first four races or five races, and then all of a sudden coming out and picking up the win, 
I think it'd be a different story, but Las Vegas, they got third. Phoenix, they got second. Atlanta, they got second. And now they followed up with a win. That's a promising start to the season. Well, yeah, and this isn't your your typical new team. That whole pit crew came over from Ganassi. You know, that was Ross's pit crew from last year. Yeah, and that so helps. No, nothing new there. The thing that really helps is it's a new car. Yeah. Nobody's raced this car. They're on even footing with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, which brings up the point. Can they keep up with everybody else's? You know, although all the other teams are pouring so much money into uh, making sure they're they're headed down the right direction. Hopefully these guys can keep it up and, and can be a, a viable contender in the sport, but yeah, good for Ross Chastain picking up his first career cup series win. Uh, very excited for him. And, and, and I, like I said, a very, very well-deserving win for that young man. Yeah. Like I said, he's always been uh, great with us when, you know, when we've tried to get a hold of him and stuff, I don't think there's any way that we can get a hold of him this week, but maybe we can catch up with him in Kansas city next month and talk to him a little bit. That would be awesome. We'll definitely put out an uh, a request for that. Alex Bowman brought it home in second place. Uh, again, as those top three cars, Ross Chastain, AJ Allmendinger, and Alex Bowman were battling for the win. Contact with uh, Ross Chastain and Alex AJ Allmendinger sent Allmendinger into Bowman, and then Allmendinger went around. Bowman didn't seem to have much of an issue. He went into the gravel but was able to recover, but Allmendinger got stuck and went from battling for first, second, or third to finishing, what did I say, 33rd. Which was probably the last spot on the lead lap. It was, well, it doesn't even count him finishing on the lead lap. It says he completed 68 of 69 laps. Well, it's because he didn't complete the lap. He didn't cross the start-finish line. He, I'm kind of surprised by that. The tow truck must have just taken him down pit road rather than, and he must not have, I don't know, they, they must have stopped scoring and timing by the time he got down there, but. Yeah, um, that's yeah, I mean, the, once the once the field went by him, it didn't make any difference if they towed him across the start finish line, you know, and I don't think they can legally score him if they do that. So you mean to tell me Carl Edwards didn't count when he ran past the start finish line that time? Nope, because he didn't have the transponder on him. <laughs> Christopher Bell brings it home in third. Uh, everyone's what I assume to be everyone's pick. I should look at the uh, picks for Sunday and see who is. Who was the most heavily picked, but Chase uh, Elliott ended up finishing fourth and Tyler Reddick, your top five, Ryan Blaney, sixth, Martin Trucks, Jr. Seventh, Austin Sindrick, eighth, Eric Jones, ninth and Austin Dillon, 10th. Other drivers that should have had a good day, could have had a good day, but didn't Kurt Busch, 32nd, Joey Logano, 31st, Kyle Larson, 29th, Kyle Busch, 28th. Mm, That's about it. Denny Hamlin, 18th. They continue to struggle in that 11 car. Yeah, there was uh, several different cars reported issues with the rack and pinion steering. And see, rack and pinions new for the, for the Cup Series. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they had questions about it. A lot of the drivers did. Some of the crew chiefs did on whether or not they could build a strong enough rack to go with that heavy of a car. I mean, rack and pinions used in, uh, you know, the Indy cars and all late models, sprint cars, all that stuff. But, you know, a sprint car weighs less than half of what a cup car weighs. Yeah. Any cars, half of what a cup car weighs. A late model is a third less, you know. So, uh, you know, they'll figure it out. They'll they'll get some type of heavy duty part or or and, and not knowing what the problem is. Is it the rack and pinion failing? Is it the way it's mounted? Who knows? Yeah. I certainly don't. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 on a lot heavier car. Um, 
saw one tire get loose again. So we know, uh, you know, there's going to be, uh, Bubba Wallace going to lose his crew chief and two crewmen for four races. That's going to happen. And I mean, uh, the replay on this one (laughs) was pretty good. You could kind of see the wheel wobble a little bit. It was the driver's side rear. Then you saw the lug nut fly off and about a second and a half later, you saw the tire go, (laughs) you know, I shouldn't laugh about that. Well, I mean, he didn't hit anything. You know, and yeah. every time, every time, you know, it's gotten down to like one car in the last couple of races that has an issue, you know, the other 35 plus cars are getting them all tied all the time. So, right. um, I don't think there's anything mechanical with it. I just think it's, you know, somebody's not getting a wheel tight now and then. Absolutely. All right. Um, Brad Keselowski and Ralph Fenway racing were penalized last week, I believe on Friday for an l2 penalty uh the team was basically penalized for illegal modification to a single source supplied part and dirt kind of walk us through what a single source supplied part was and if you happen to know what it, it what what it was they got hit with well I'm, i i don't have the exact details on on what it was they they did talk in the pre-race on Sunday about something with the rear bumper. That whole bumper cover is made by somebody else. Same with the nose piece and they're not supposed to touch them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same with the wheels. Remember when they had the wheel issue and, and Roush and Penske both found the deal with the, uh, the pins not fitting right. So they did a little grinding and NASCAR ended up not penalizing him for it because Penske had said, we called NASCAR a week ago and said, we're going to do this. And they never said, don't, you know, they never yeah. got back to us. So, Yep. You know, it's a legitimate problem. Um, but now there's so much stuff. I mean, with these A-frames and um, the independent rear suspension, I mean, there's so many strict manufacturers parts, that uh, diffuser thing underneath the back of the car. You know, there's so much stuff they can't touch. Right. You know, and literally they can't touch it. So the but, L2 uh, penalty comes with a $100,000 fine to crew chief Matt McCall, who has also been suspended from the next four NASCAR Cup Series championships point paying events. The team has been assessed 100 owner points and 100 driver points. And this is the first time in my memory, but maybe, you know, whatever we've talked about my memory, but 10 NASCAR playoff points have also been uh, removed from the six team of rfk racing so well I- and and they have um they said the other day that they were appealing the penalty mm-hmm. okay so the crew chief and all that's still going to be with them for a couple races anyway until the appeals heard which is usually one or two weeks is what they get out of that so here in the next couple of weeks they you know maybe even later this week maybe we'll know something in a couple of days yeah but uh uh Playoff points, he doesn't even have any yet, but they said if he makes the playoffs, because like right now he's 34th in points or something like that. Yep, 34th. And uh, so he's got a long ways to go if he doesn't get a win. And, of course, Larry Mack said it the best the other day. They said, well, Brad's now in a a win or go home situation. And it's only, you know, 20% through the the year, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and and the official NASCAR uh, championship points report for after Circuit of the Americas has the the six-car Brad Keselowski negative 10 points for official playoff points. 
Right. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's 10 points in the hole and those playoff points are critical. So we've seen in the past when teams appeal these penalties, a lot of the times, and I honestly cannot remember the last time that, that a penalty wasn't reduced, not completely removed, but at least reduced. And if, if well, they can appeal it and make their argument and they only get a 50 point driver penalty, 50 point owner penalty and the playoff points get removed, that's a huge win for them. Yeah. I think the last one I can remember absolutely positively was the, the engine deal with Matt Kenseth. They went ahead and threw the whole penalty out. Yeah. A lot of times when these penalties get appealed, the appeal panel will reduce the penalty, but leave it in place. A couple of times they have completely removed it, but very few times have I, I've seen them look at it and say, okay, that's a hundred percent. You're that's sticking. You're, you're stuck with it for now, but I did think there was, there was one situation actually during the race where they talked about it several times about if you go both tires off the track, um, going through the S's that you've got to pass through penalty Mm -hmm. and they hit a couple guys early in the race with it. But then, uh, Chase Briscoe did it and he was hit and knocked off the track and they showed the video several times and they talked to NASCAR and NASCAR pulled his pass through, but I'd bet you a million dollars that those other guys got hit and knocked off the track too. And, you know, the fact that NASCAR changed a penalty in the middle of the race was, to me, it's unacceptable. Well, they've, but they've done that in the past where they've penalized the driver and and you'll, you'll hear the crew chief over their radio saying, NASCAR, please look at that again. Look at that again. This is what we saw. Look at it again. And I do remember in the past, I don't remember the situation. So I apologize for that, but I do remember NASCAR has gone back and looked at things and said, you know what? Never mind. We saw a different angle and we changed our mind. That's not what they did here, though. Here they completely changed the penalty. They said he went out of bounds because he got hit. Mm-hmm. It didn't make any difference at the beginning of the race. If you went out of bounds, you got a pass through. Yeah. But when it came down to him at the end of the race, when he's running in the top 10, he got hit. So he doesn't have a pass through. I'll guarantee you, nobody went off the track just for the fun of it. <laughs> Now, the others were back markers. I know Boris said was one of them. I don't remember who the, all the others were. But there was four or five guys that got penalized. Yeah. But I'll guarantee you they got knocked off the track just like Briscoe did. Yeah. I, I got no argument with that. I, I, I didn't see it. I can't tell you. Yeah. Well, I just, when yeah. they said, you know, they took the penalty off, I'm like, what? Hmm. You know, of course, Tony Stewart's in the booth going, well, yeah, that's what they should do. <laughs> Well, let's go back he, and look at those other guys getting getting knocked off the track. He's going to be a little bit of a homer, isn't he? A little bit. <laughs> Chase Elliott is officially your points leader, leaving the circuit of the Americas. Ryan Blaney in second, Joey Logano in third, Alex Bowman in fourth. That is strictly by points. According to the point standings for the playoff reset, Alex Bowman is your points leader. Ross Chastain will be second, William Byron third, Chase Briscoe fourth, Austin Sindrick fifth, and Kyle Larson sixth. Those are your six different winners in six races. Chase Elliott, again, has the most points, but not a playoff win yet, or not a win yet. So he hasn't officially punched his ticket, though he is going, he's uh, likely to point his way in. But we're early. We're only six races in. Yeah, and again, we got a, another first-time winner. 
and we got two more stage winners. You know, Danny Hamlin hadn't won a stage yet this year. I think Suarez might have won a stage earlier. Uh, I think that was his second stage win. You know, well, it was his second stage win of the year or just his second stage win. Hmm. Let me look you know, at his point standings for the year, and that will tell me. He's got two playoff points, and he's got two stage wins. If he got one playoff point, he's got one. I can't freaking find him. There he is, Daniel Suarez. One. So he's got one stage win this year, his second career stage win. Okay. So if I, I don't know where they finished uh, last week up at. But remember, we had the four-four-four thing going on. Well, yeah. technically, we got a five-five-five thing going on, and we've already know we got six winners. Yep. But I think the stage win deals might have gone ahead, and somebody might have two stage wins a couple times. So, well, I guess we'll have to look back and see who won last week. But we know this these this week's two stage winners were first time this year. Yep. And the and the race winner was first time. That's what I said. So yeah, guaranteed five races were. You know, no repeat stage winners, no repeat winners. We know the sixth race had a new winner, but don't exactly know how the stages uh, laid out. Uh, following back up with the Brad Kozlowski, uh penalty, again, uh, assessed an L2 penalty. They've appealed the penalty. So as of right now, his crew chief, Matt McCall, is still with the team until the appeal is heard and decided upon. Uh, do you think that's going to be this week or are they going to wait another week to listen to that? Usually they try and get right after it. Yeah. So, yeah, but, I think know, we, depends. they got that, um, board, not a board of directors, but appeal board or whatever, yeah. you know, and they just got to get them, probably get them all together on a zoom call is what they'll probably do. I think we might have some more information Wednesday night for Thursday's show. So we'll have to just wait and see with that, but they are appealing the L2 penalty. So, uh, we'll see what happens as, uh, as that continues. Let's see. We haven't talked about it, obviously, but five cup teams losing their crew members for Circuit of Americas. Uh, let's see. The 78 Live Fast Motorsports 4, driven by Andy Lally, failed inspection three times, uh, was not able to participate in Bush qualifying. Uh, Lally uh, was also uh, assessed a drive through, a pass through penalty on pit road when the green flag waved for Sunday's race. Uh, yeah, they basically reason. went around the track and pulled off. They took the green flag, and that was that. They were a parking stop, starting park? Pretty much. Wow. I, I think, I mean, I think they literally had issues with the car. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't list the other teams that were uh, involved in that, which is kind of surprising. Um, a 77 was one of them. Um, I think I took a screenshot of it when it came out on Saturday. I want to say one of the where cars was. Uh, let's see. Here we go. The six of Brad Kozlowski, the 50 of Kaz Grala, the 66 of Boris said, and the 77 of Josh Balicki. Yeah. Well, I remember two of them. That's not bad for an old guy that I don't know. Like dinosaurs. That's not great for you, though. Yeah. But for an old guy that likes dinosaurs, that's pretty damn good. That's true. Uh, that's pretty much the news and notes for the week that has been in the week that uh, since the couple of days since we've talked to you guys last. Nebraska Dirt Crown was able to get their two races in Saturday at Beatrice and then Sunday that was at Thayer County. Yes, in Dashler. Yep. 
So they were able to get those two races in. This coming uh, Friday and Saturday is the spring meltdown at I-80 Speedway with practice scheduled on Thursday. So uh, I highly suggest you guys get out there. We'll get more information on those races coming up on uh, Thursday's show, and we'll get you set for the weekend to come. And then, uh, boy, after that, boy, it's, you know, full throttle, balls to the walls for race season. Uh, we're getting Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays in of, of full nights of racing. So, uh, you know, yep. obviously weather permitting. Yep. Hopefully uh, the weather holds out and is nice, and Heidi gets their season off, and hopefully Mother Nature knows it's her last year, and she behaves herself and lets them get all their nights in. That would be awesome. I don't although, happen, although but. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to the occasional Friday night, uh, rain out break. Uh, it's just so nice, but, but this year there's, there's, uh, scheduled breaks for Friday nights. There's a, at least one Friday off a month. And, uh, I've, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that a lot. It, it gets to be a little bit grueling after the silver dollar nationals and you get a couple of months left of racing, but, uh, I am not complaining. Don't think I am. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in turn number two. Willie Kirk, a 15-year-old young gun driving the 86W Sport Mod, is going to talk to us about his career and his plans for 2022. Hang tight. Dirk and I will be right back on the front stretch. Nebraska's greatest hot rod show returns to Omaha with fun for the whole family. The O'Reilly Auto Parts World of Wheels. April 1st to 3rd at the CHI Health Center. The place to see hundreds of the country's wildest show cars, muscle cars, custom trucks, and awesome hot rods. Including the top ISCA championship contenders. And a hand-selected display in our cavalcade of customs. And World of Wheels is so much more than a car show. Kids will love the Gravity Falls Valve Cover Racing, happening all weekend. Saturday on our celebrity stage, see AEW World Champion Hangman, Adam Page. Sunday, it's your chance to meet legendary car builder Chip Foose from TV's Overhauling. The O'Reilly Auto Parts World of Wheels. It's back in Omaha, April 1st to 3rd at the CHI Health Center. Discount tickets at O'Reilly Auto Parts, part of the Summit Racing Equipment Show Car Series. See worldofwheels.com for more info. The official watering hole of the front stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is happy hour, featuring dollar-off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are kids' night. Tuesdays are all-you-can-eat wings for $12.95, and the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, brought to you by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to the lube today. Man, it was such a beautiful day on Monday when we sat down and recorded. Could have been a classic car night if it was a Thursday night, but it was not. Uh, instead, on Monday nights, you can get uh, Kids Eat for 99 cents 
And also, there's some great specials. Dollar off draft beers, $2 off lube tubes, dollar off wells, half-price appetizers, and 10 breaded boneless wings. That's a Monday through Friday special from 3 to 6. It's a happy hour special. Get over to the Quaker Steak and Lube today and enjoy some great food, sights, sounds, and beverages. Joining hey, us for, on when the you sh- take, for when you take me as your kid, what's the age limit on that? <laughs> I don't think they – you could take me as your kid. Yeah. Do I got to act like a 12-year-old? I mean, you do act like a 12-year-old. Well, I was going to say, you already do. <laughs> oh, boy. It's not highbrow entertainment here, folks. Uh, don't get too excited. But uh, joining us on the show now is the driver of the number 86 machine, the sport modified throughout the area. That is uh, Willie Kirk. Willie, welcome to the race show. Glad to be here. Uh, glad to have you on, man. It's uh, it's. I had a lot of fun watching you race last season and uh if i understand right that was your second full season racing uh was that your second full season in a in a modified no that was my first season in a modified otherwise i raced outlaw carts okay full season so you got your start in outlaw carts or was there something before that um we had the rage carts that you guys race at the little track okay so you raced at little sunset speedway too i never raced there but i did race turkey chase Okay. Well, how long you been racing for? What what got you into this whole thing? Um, I can answer that one. Almost. <laughs> well, I watched my dad race a little bit, and then we took a break about five years, and then he just came up and told me, "Do you want to race a go kart at Turkey Chase?" And I was like, "Might as well." And then pretty much, yeah, we did that and decided to buy one. You had it quite is, a bit of fun at the turkey chase. Yeah, it was. He, it was a blast. He is, he is third generation. No, I actually watched his grandfather race. I'm old enough to know that. Oh wow! Uh, not wow that uh, Dirk's old enough. We know that. It, wow that Dirk watched his uh, third generation race. Uh, Willie, is your grandpa still around? Uh, no, he is not. Okay, so you your dad kind of is a primary help on the race operation. Yep. And then, do you have any other crew members that help you out? Help you out? Uh, we have Bubba. He he helps us a bunch, and then we also have one of my best friends, Jake. What race team isn't complete without a Bubba helping out, huh? Yeah, <laughs> and a mom. Yeah, she she does a little bit. <laughs> Listen, Willie, <laughs> always overstate what the mother does. <laughs> That's just rule number one in life. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. She helps out with the race operation all the time, right? Yeah, uh, Willie. It was interesting watching you guys last year uh, when you showed up at I eighty Speedway at the beginning of the season. I'd never heard of you, which isn't anything new because I've only been around the sport for a, a blink. But later on in the season, I seem to be calling your number quite a bit. You took to this sport modified pretty quickly. Yeah, it also helped um, with my dad giving me really great setups. Now, was he a sport modified, modified, late model? What he, did he drive? He started out in a stock car for a few years. Then he moved to late models. And then near his, close to the end of his career, he went to modified. And is that your goal is to go up to an A mod or are you kind of happy with the sport mod for now? A mod. Yeah. You want to move up into the A mod? Is that the plan for 2022 or are you sticking to the sport mods for a few more years? Probably sticking to the sport mod. For a little bit more. All right. 
talk to me about your 21, your 2021 race season. How'd you feel like you did? And, and, uh, and what do you want to improve on this year? Well, last year for it being my first year, it was pretty overwhelming having the amount of success that we had, but, and this year we are pretty much hoping for the same thing as last year. But, you know, early on in the season, you raced I-80 Speedway quite a bit. You went to Crawford County Speedway, Jefferson County, uh, Jeff, uh, Park Jefferson International. Uh, you got some uh, teens finishes, uh, got one top uh, top three out of Park Jefferson back in June. But then it was pretty consistent right there in the top fives, if not maybe a spot or two out. So, yeah, like you mentioned, you were pretty happy with the way you were able to take to the sport mod. Yep, that was. Is there something about it that is similar to the uh, to the go kart you raced for a little while? It it's it's almost the same. It's just now you have to have a lot more throttle control, and then you also have to get used to the hiking up of the left rear. But yeah. otherwise, it's you almost have to keep the sport mod a little bit straight. Okay. Straighter and, is faster. Did uh, did you also yeah. go down and race some at Adams County? Um. Yeah, I did. I. I went there at the end of the year a bunch. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you got down there. Looks like you picked up your first career win out there. Picked up a win in the B-Modifieds on August 14th, and then you followed it up on August 28th. Yeah, it was it was a pretty exciting month. Can you remember talk, remember those races and, and kind of talk a little bit about what helped? Those races, it was. I decided to actually draw good for once, and... Uh, wait you can decide that (laughs) no i got lucky i got pretty lucky what what's your system for drawing because a lot of a lot of drivers have different systems i i don't really have a system i just go and push the button or whatever it is yeah Yeah, you don't have your dad draw or or your dog draw or something like that nope okay all right so you drew well so you started well but that's yep. not the whole story. It still takes a little bit of talent to get yeah. into victory lane. And then almost just, I was trying to make sure I didn't uh, mess up. And then my dad, like almost every night, gives me a perfect setup. So it just, it just went in the circle and just drove. Yeah. All right. So, so you picked up your first career win in the sport modifieds year number one in the rate in racing in the sport modifieds at Adam Adams County Speedway, picked up some good finishes at I-80 Speedway. Uh, what are your plans for this year? Where are you going to run and what do you want to do? Well, now that park's running a full schedule, we're probably going to run there a lot. And then I think this year we might stick to a little bit more IMCA than last year, but we'll still come out to I-80 a little bit this year. Yeah. Maybe not as much Adams County, but that's a little bit of a haul from you in, in Sloan. Well, I guess not. Adams County is yeah. a little closer than uh, I-80 is. Uh, I doubt that. I bet I-80 is closer than Adams County. I-80 is a little bit closer than yeah. Adams. Now, uh, is PJ going to run uh, Saturday night then? Which yeah. was our old night they ran for years. So. Okay. Yeah. We're talking with Willie Kirk, driver of the number 86. Is it 86W? Yep, it's 86W. All right, thank you very much. All right, so you're planning on running a full season out of Park Jeff, a little bit at I-80 Speedway. Any big races you want to try to hit throughout the year? Iron Cup at Park Jefferson, and then there's – I can't think of many off the top of my head, but we are 
going to probably hit a few couple. Okay. A few good ones. I'm, I'm sure your dad will have you down at the Cornhusker Classic at I-80 because that'll be yeah. your scheduled last chance to run that track and be kind of nice to be the, the last winner in a sport mod there. So Yeah, we're going to probably run there. All right. Uh, plans for the long-term future. Is it modified or would you rather go – And I, sh- I shouldn't say that. You're planning on modified for the future, but are, are you interested in the late models or sprint cars? I am interested in late models, but I think I might just stick to a modified yeah. for a while. All right, then. We're talking with uh, Willie Kirk, driver of the 86W Sport Modified for now, uh, one of the young guns throughout the sport. Willie, make sure to thank some of those great sponsors that are helping you get up and down the road. Yeah, first I got to thank my dad, um, DJ Kirk Farms, um, and then Professional Concrete, KGB, Larson Logistics, Hobbs Family Farms, NW Transfer, Frog Fab, Jacob Hobbside Racing, Sign Masters, uh, my sister, Sammy Sue Snapshots, um, and my grandma, and Jake and Bubba, and all of my crew, everyone that just helps us. No, you did it again. Got to mention the mother. Yeah, my mom, too, for everything <laughs> she does. She's a huge support. Now, the other piece of advice I can give you is be careful how much you listen to Jacob Hobscheit. He's a good guy, but he has a tendency to get people in trouble. So just a heads up. Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) All right, man. It's been great talking to you. It's been even more fun watching on the racetrack. Can't wait to see you. What's your first race this year? Uh, Friday at I-80. You're going to come out to the spring meltdown at I-80? Yep. All right, man. Look forward to seeing you out there. Best of luck this year. And uh, good luck getting uh, find your way into victory lane at I eighty. Thank you. Once again, that was Willie Kirk, driver of the driver of the eighty six W Sport Modified, and uh, a talented young man. I tell you, I, I he kind of popped onto my radar like I told him early last year, and then really stayed on there as he uh, gained success throughout the year, and uh, expect to see some big things out of that eighty six W this year. Yeah, it, uh, um, if he can pick up where he left off you know, he could have a really successful season, um, but he's young. So he, it might not work quite like that. I mean, it kind of took him a while to get going last year, but grabbed a couple wins in a rookie season. So you really can't complain. Yep. That sophomore slump is always uh, there. And, and something I didn't mention during the uh, interview with him was he also picked up rookie of the year honors at I-80 Speedway for the 2021 season. So uh, big accolades coming for that young man and, and just turned 15 earlier, I think, uh, in December of last year. So a uh, very young man behind the helm of that 86W machine. Yeah, he'll, he'll do just fine. Like I said, it's in his blood. Uh, both grandpa and his dad are both good racers. So, All right. So once again, that's Willie Kirk, uh, driver of the 86W Sport Modified. Keep an eye out for him for the 2022 race season. You'll see him at I-80 Speedway this coming Friday. That's going to do it for us on this edition of the Front Stretch. We'll be back on Thursday to get you set for the weekend of racing to come, as well as the race Sunday at uh, Richmond Raceway. Once again, that's going to be the Toyota Owners 400 at 2.30 on Sunday. We'll get you more information about that coming up on Thursday. Big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch, Rick Havenridge of Wealth Partners, and, of course, Taylor Computers and Repair for all the technical support. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the front stretch presented by Joe's Carding.